3: on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. What up? Happy Friday.
0: This is Jay Foreman. Austin to my right. This is we are old school. Brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese. Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop. We're coming at you live from 1040 O Street. Um, getting a little cool out there. It was a, it was a nice, uh, beautiful day earlier today, but uh seems like the temperatures, are, temperatures or temperatures like the Great Joyce Garrison always calls me and tells me when she my mom. That's my mom, uh, uh, Austin. She lives in um, Vegas, Henderson. Cold day for her is like 60, 65. <laughs> she, and she calls it temperatures. Uh, temperature, right? All right? By the way, of Meridian, Mississippi. Mom, I know you're listening. Love you. But uh, anyways, uh, if you didn't get to here, we had the crossover. If you ever get to see Jake Bokovic, He's a national treasure. It's true. I only gave one one other person the the, the 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 title of national treasure. It was the umpire that threw the two dudes out. I kept tweeting <laughs> it out. Yeah. Yes. the two yeah, dudes. The they be right it, because the bet it was three of them. He threw the one dude out. The player, he the th- base th- coach, the base coach, and then he agreed with who um, with the manager. It was uh the guy the, the Rangers manager was it Boshi. Boshi. Yeah, he was agreed. He's like, yeah, you're right. Boshy said something else. He's like, you know what? You gone too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bach is in legendary level from his uh, crossover statement. We had a statement here. We were talking about Zion Williamson and his weight clause that he already had. And also, he didn't take it very seriously because after getting shellacked by the Lakers last night, uh, or the New Orleans Pelicans getting shellacked by the Lakers last night in the play tournament semifinals, the report came out that the Pelicans brass coaches, trainers have been asking him to take his diet in – you know, his weight more serious, he said he's not interested in it. Mm-hmm. So, Bach heard that. Bach said he would just say, hey, I got a whole bunch of money. I'm going to eat what I want. And he said, my body, my choice. That might That is the, the clip of the clips here for uh, the end of 2023. Pretty good. But, anyways, Austin, um, we're going to start a little NBA action and uh, talk about the play-in tournament. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, is it going to be the Lakers against the Indiana Pacers? Probably not what people thought, Are the two teams. Maybe the Lakers, maybe what people thought prior. I'm not really sure if they thought that out of the West, but, but was it a realistic choice? I don't think anybody thought the Pacers would be playing for $500,000 a dude. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on it?
4: I think it's a rousing success so far for the NBA. I think it gets everyone tuned into the same game. At the same time, which doesn't really happen until the playoffs. Right. So I think getting that sort of energy, even in a lower stakes environment, is is good. The Lakers being there, obviously the Vegas draw is going to be huge. They're the, the biggest brand in the NBA. LeBron being there playing pretty well is huge for the NBA. With controversy too, right? That timeout by Reeves that they Was got cute. against Phoenix. Yeah. Eh, yeah, probably not. But then they took care of business and New Orleans just has a lot to figure out. But the fact that you can have a veteran Los Angeles team against a still trying to figure it out New Orleans team out of the West, and then out East, Boston has the best record. Milwaukee has maybe the two best players, uh, the the East, best two man game yeah. in the East, and then here's a little upstart Indiana, right. blowing them both out of the water. Far and away the worst defense in the NBA, but far and away the best offense right. in the NBA. So you get your your household names like LeBron, like Anthony Davis, even your your kind of cult hero, if you will, right. um, in in Austin Reeves. And then you get really, I think, the superstar emergence of Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. You get pretty much all the storylines you want. You get a good environment. Even the stuff that's gone poorly, like the courts that burn yeah. your eyeballs, like people are talking about it. Right. And the NBA, I think, need needed that boost going into uh, new contract negotiations for TV.
0: What do you think about the uh, NBA's? decision for the Lakers not to be able to wear their black jerseys because of the contrast like it's like they're going in like undercover like okay you know LeBron James and Anthony Davis out here they're the two biggest guys on the court but the black jerseys oh we can't cover them that good what do you think about that
4: it cracks me up like if these dudes can't see a guy who's six and a half feet tall yeah. because of the jersey, that's kind of on them. Like I just remember some of those legendary college football moments where a team's wearing all blue at Boise State, yeah. or laying down in TCU's purple end zone or whatever right, yeah. for a trick play on a kickoff. It's hilarious. Like It doesn't make a difference. Maybe for TV they like it for visibility purposes. But I would tell the NBA, this is one where I think the players should have some say, where right. I get you want to feature your artists and your courts but also right. i think the players need to take front stage here if they want to wear their black uniforms change
0: your courts right yeah it was a little bit uh, especially with the lakers those black ones are pretty sweet they're sick and mm-hmm. uh, you know the more that you you know you have the lakers play them they're playing in the championship probably bringing in a lot more money as far as mm-hmm. uh jersey sales but as far as the indiana pacers um i think it's a good story just because they're a small small market team uh never won an nba championship had periodic success with Reggie Miller and company and then kind and Eric of, Strickland later Eric Strickland later and then they had the you know Ron Artest and crew and the Davis mm-hmm. Twins and they were just beat you up all the time but now look where they when you look at their obviously Halliburton and I love Buddy Hill I, I'm a huge Buddy Heald uh, fan. Recommend
4: people go watch Buddy Heald in college. It, yeah. His Oklahoma highlights, nasty. That's
0: what. That's where. I, and I thought he was pretty good in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted to get traded because of the contract thing, and then Miles Turner, who had been in numerous periodic times of as far as a trade to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You know, in it, some and at some point in time, and then also with Phoenix. Remember, it was already mm-hmm. pretty much a done deal. Then they re-upped it with DeAndre Ayton. It was actually two years ago, mm-hmm. or two off-seasons ago, and then he stayed put. And then you got Obi Toppin, right, who kind of flew on this or came in the scene, more of a dunker, got drafted by the Knicks, sorry, Rico, and never could get in the rotation, you know, with their – obviously, he had Julius Randle, and, they, and when, he, when he took off, he kind of got pushed to the side, kind of just got thrown to Indiana, right, in a small, mm-hmm. like, little free agent deal. Well, now you look at him, he's hitting you up for 14 and, you know, six, 14 points, six rebounds. And he's playing really, really good defense, and re- really found a role for him. And then you got Bruce Brown, right? Mm-hmm. Championship caliber dude, small forward. I wouldn't think you you you'd think that he's a small forward at six foot four. Essentially, they're playing, right? They're playing Halliburton at the point. Bruce Brown, is supposed, according to this, at the small forward. It's actually flipped. Mm-hmm. Bruce Brown's more of the of the true point guard. Halliburton is a small forward that's playing kind of a point forward, mm-hmm. like we talked about. Possibly for Williams in Nebraska, <laughs> and they they can fill it up, man. And, and
4: a, a little spark plug in T.J. McConnell yeah. off the bench, defensive pass. This Pacers team remember had Demontae Sabonis, yes. Who they they swapped him for Buddy Heald essentially, yeah. Maybe in a vacuum, Sabonis is a better player. Maybe he's not. I don't know. But the fit is so much better with a Rick Carlisle running yes. that pace and space, yeah. Um, and then Sabonis being able to do similar kind of pace and space stuff. With a, an extremely fast guard out in Sacramento, right. and De'Aaron Fox, so that was Myles a move that Turner, was best though. for both guys because I yeah. still think Miles Turner's stretch ability yep. and his ability to defend the rim yeah. is such a huge help for a team that wants to play the way Indiana does. Yeah,
0: he's a little bit more physical, which is more along the you know Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. You got to be you know when you're dealing with Embiid and, and likes like that, and so he fits right in there, um, you know, to play within Rick Carlisle. And he kind of Rick Carlisle kind of has the team like when he had the Dallas Mavericks, you know, they, they don't have a Dirk Nowinski, obviously, that's mm-hmm. a, you know, unstoppable force, but they have shooters along with a guy in there that could, you know, be physical, which they had Tyson Chandler at that time. Right. Now, I think Miles Turner is a little bit better version of Tyson Chandler because he can stretch, but he can go rim to rim. He can <laughs> get up off the floor. He can defend the rim. And uh, he's a very, very good offensive, defensive uh, rebounder. So I think it's going to be exciting. It'll be interesting to see how they handle the Lakers. I think they played their best game against Milwaukee, which is commendable. Mm-hmm. And then you hit the walk-off three, Halliburton. And listen, for all the men out there that plays that play in church leagues, men's leagues, pick up basketball, or you just go in the gym and get shots up, there is hope for you to make the NBA. <laughs> because <laughs> Halliburton shot. You can see it. If, you went, if you went to... Kinetic or Speedway this weekend to see a tournament mm-hmm. or a high school game.
4: Or he watched Jake Bachoven. directly.
0: I, I have a feeling Jake Bokovan, his, his shot mechanics are probably a little bit better because Jake seems like the person who's going to shoot it the same way every single time. Mm-hmm. Halliburton gives everybody hope. He does. But mm-hmm. you know what? It's not about how pretty it looks. The-
5: our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
2: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator
0: What you need is where your elbow is and the release is pretty much like just on rerun. Just rinse and repeat. Mm -hmm. And it's been working to the point of he made the all-star team last year, rubbed it into some people's faces. Mm -hmm. And I think that really gave him the real internal confidence that, okay, I am a real deal NBA player. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: I think it has to do with uh, Rick Carlisle getting him shots he's good at working yep. on developing that shot. But a great mix of head coach and uh, young budding superstar player. But also, it's just like you know football throwing motion. It's just like a you know a swing from a a baseball player in the batter's box. By the time you get to the release point or the contact point, it's all the same. It's all in the same spot, with with rare exceptions. It's all the same. The process of getting there is rhythm, timing, feel. Um, nature versus nurture, how you grew up. But when you boil it down, it's basically all the same. Hal yeah. Burton's footwork looks a little funky sometimes. The little hitch is weird. That's what. That's the, why the the people can't defend it. The feet, it. Yeah. the the elbow, everything like that. He's different enough, yet similar when it counts.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's you know not the prettiest shot, but it's effective, and his release is quick. So it's not like a slow developing jumper. It's, it just <laughs> He gets there, how he gets there, and he's had that shot ever since he's been in college. Because I remember watching him during the draft, and he was kind of a surprise, uh, you know, lottery pick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he could defend, you know, being long and 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 so forth. But his shot was a little funky. And the one thing I could say that's commendable, uh, obviously being picked a few years ago by the uh, Sacramento Kings, you know, pick number twelve, which is a lottery. They didn't try to change his shot. No. And I think I remember. It, 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 Seeing him about, you know, game thirty or forty of him playing in his rookie year, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Man, this dude is good, right?" Like, like they, were, you know, when you kind of come out your rookie year, then you hit a dip, or the whole year he was just frying people, and um, for whatever reason he was put in the trade. But you know, it, it's pretty cool to see him out go out there and, and, and play well, and, and come from Iowa State, kind of unheralded. This, this was he wasn't a pick from Iowa State from a team that made a huge run in the NCAA tournament. Mm-mm. I don't even know if they made the NCAA tournament that year, um, but he was obviously a standout player. I think his dad played too, right? I think yeah, so. Yeah, his dad played. And uh, he kind of had to work his way up, and then he's continued to do so, where he had a bigger role when he came to New Orleans, or not New Orleans, but um, to Indiana Pacers, and it's pretty cool to see what he's done.
4: It absolutely is. I hate to even bring this up, but he was a Nebraska ball target, had Nebraska in like one of his final lists, yeah. came down to Iowa State, Minnesota at the end. He ended yeah. up picking Iowa State. But the other thing the NBA in-season tournament has done, um, and I'll get my full point here in a sec, is they, they've brought the, you know, the ESPN and the TNT crews together, yeah. but that included Bob Myers, the former Warriors GM, yep. who stepped away. And, you know, Charles Barkley was going back and forth with him. Good job jumping off the Titanic and all that. But Tyrese Halberton came up, and Bob Myers said it was tough to pass on him, but we just thought he was a little too unorthodox. But you could right. see the leadership ability. You could see the work ethic, and they might have done that pick differently. Yeah, They, they now, said they wanted yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's weird. It's like he's like a uh, newer version of Sean Livingston.
4: I'm glad you bring that name up because I wonder if the Warriors would have tried to make him that or if they would have let him stretch his game out beyond the three point line.
0: Yeah, I mean he's got legit three point it looks different than Steph and Clay, right? But Mm -hmm. you know what, as long as it goes in, it doesn't really matter. And so I think that uh you know, Sean Livingston was a big part in their first like title runs Mm -hmm. where they were, you know, had so much depth and they come off the bench with, you know, all star guys or former all star guys. So you know, I'm excited to see whether you know what they do. Nate Brennan, uh, you know, obviously in Kansas City, he is. If you didn't see his Instagram uh, live or whatever it is, or you know when you post the reels or whatever, he is extremely excited. So it's going to be great to see the Lakers. You know, bring him back <laughs> down to reality. But the Indiana Pacers are here to stay. They're going to cause some people some problems, and they, you know, what to be honest with you, the Pacers, unlike the Pelicans, because I felt remember we talked about preseason, the Pelicans give people some problems. Mm-hmm. This was on the assumption that zion would stay in shape stay get in better shape than when he came in mm-hmm. i don't know how you are an nba player and you get out of shape because you do so much running pacers could use this run for success whereas the pelicans they're going to be looking at it you know look at how how many more years are we going to go with zion um cj McCollum is you know is coming off his lung issues a little bit mm-hmm. older uh Brandon Ingram is it should be their out their their 1A, mm-hmm. but he's kinda, you know, I wouldn't say reluctantly, but <clears throat> somewhat reluctantly taking a not a back seat, but a side uh, seat to die on mm-hmm. for the betterment of the team. And it hadn't worked out. So sooner or later, you know, Brandon Ingram is 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 that dude. And so it'll be interesting to see where, where they go from there because to be in a, a semifinal game, essentially right before you get to the championship. And get beat by forty four points with the, mm-hmm. to the Lakers. That that's that's bigger than LeBron going four for four from three. That's bigger than Anthony Davis being a you know two way you know monster on mm-hmm. the offensive boards and the defensive boards, and you know getting the alley oops mid range. That's different. Mm-hmm. It was a lack of want to, and then also when you when you interviewed Zion after he said he was too laid back. Nah, bro, you was out of shape. You were out of shape and the moment was too big, and then when you don't have, when you're not in physical shape, mental shape is is probably what hurts you. Because people mm-hmm. don't understand is like, you know, if you work hard in the offseason, you're going to come in and, and, and tr- through training camp and football-wise, and, and you'll be in shape. But if you're not in good enough shape to where mentally you are fresh and strong and can push yourself to through when you first get taxed, that's how you have those games like that where you just look mm-hmm. lethargic, you look uninterested, and it doesn't mean that much to you. And, and the sad part is with Zion is I think deep down he's a good kid. Um probably needed you know, the, you know, leadership. Uh when they their first coach that they ran off, I forget who he was, uh in New Orleans. It would have been a Wasn't good one. Wasn't that Monty? No, it was the one before Monty. Oh, Alan the, Gentry. Aldrin Gentry would have been really good for him. Mm-hmm. And they fired him like immediately. Mm-hmm. That hurts somebody like Zion, right? So so essentially, you get drafted there. Remember, he was hurt. And then next thing you know, the father figure and the guy that can kind of teach you how to be a pro is gone.
4: I think about that at the top of that draft class, right? You have that with Zion. You have it to a different degree with Mm. John Morant. Right. Both of those guys, I mean, they grew up playing AAU together. together. Right. And again, you're not going to say, you know, they're the same guy because they grew up on the same team, right? But it's two examples. Yep. From the, that very same draft class of guys that the NBA wanted to be the faces of the league. That was it. And they haven't stepped into it, which is right. where I think big picture here. Memphis took that step forward to getting the two seed last year. New Orleans yeah. has never taken that leap. And that's why, Jay, the team I am most interested in watching in the West is Oklahoma City. All yeah. three of those teams have had a lot of young players, um, One, maybe one and a half guys kind of rise to the top. And OKC, it's Shea Gilgis Alexander. Right. How, which lessons do the Thunder learn from those two teams?
0: Yeah, and you know a little bit has to do with the, the you know the Giddy situation mm-hmm. um, and how that and it, that really hasn't seemed to you know affect them uh, to like it would normally in, because there's you know who knows you <laughs> <we> know what's <laughs> going on but I think they have almost too much talent but they're number two in the West behind my Timberwolves and Ant Man but you know when you look at their team. And you, the emergence of Chet Holmgren, now you're like, okay, yeah, I can see what they're doing, and mm-hmm. and they look really good. And another team in the East don't sleep on, and I and I, I think Kevin Garnett and and I think Paul Pierce were talking about this, like, don't go don't go down to Orlando and think you know this is where I'm going to bring the family mm-hmm. and when they're going to go Disney World and think you're too sweet, they'll run you up out of the gym. My boy P5. Yeah, they got the him. Mm-hmm. You got Cole Anthony. You got the Vogners. Uh, Vogners. W- 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 My boy yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. and yeah. Suggs. Yeah, Minneapolis Jalen guy. Suggs. And, and so they 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 got some young athletic dudes. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you come down there, you get you get a twenty burger hit it put on you real quick. You, you know? know
4: who's a Magic guy at the station? Who? Sip. Is he? He says his, 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 his grandkid is a Magic fan, so he watches a lot of Magic games.
0: There you go. I mean, I hey, that's the, the ghost of uh, Nick Anderson missing those two free throws against <laughs> my Houston Rockets. Uh, hopefully, they, that they, broke that, Nick Anderson. <laughs> um, it did really, because he was a great player and free throws and hey, pressure bust pipes and cuber sagonyms are, are built in those moments. But good first segment. We're going to take a quick break. Come back and we will talk. We will do uh, NFL franchise. We'll continue. Let's NFL franchise quarterback power rankings. Mm. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give my. Three to four. Austin's going to get his three to four. And then we're going to do some position groups and see if, if, what, what team's better. Jay Foreman, Austin, Old School. We'll be right back.
3: You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and ticketfm.com
2: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive.